Welcome to the Hidden Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Homer Hargrove. Today, we are going to talk about learning to create your own content. And by the end of this episode, I'm going to give you three takeaways on how you can apply what we talk about. Every single week, we bring you content to help you to tap into your hidden potential. And we do that by equipping you with practical and mental tools which will which you can use for your own leadership or your ministry or even your own personal growth. Today let's get started with a big thought and that is many people have a passion to say something something meaningful but they struggle with being able to articulate it in a clear and understandable way without it sounding like just another regurgitated thought that they heard from someone else. For me, I was not raised in church, but I remember uh, my first experiences within church and to where I started to become like self-aware. And there was a many, many services, many messages I had listened to in which I ended the ser- they ended the sermon, they ended the church service to where when I was asked, what'd you get out of the message? I kind of scratched my head like, I don't really know. <laughs> and there's so many times where we want something meaningful to say, but we don't know how to really deliver it. And that is on a big church scale, but now breaking it down to individual scale to where our voices are able to be heard almost anywhere because of social media, because of the excess of technology and podcasts. And so how can we learn to create good content and deliver in a way that's articulate and understandable? Today, I'm going to teach you three methods in which you can use to create a talk. But before we get into the methods of creation, I want to start with two things that you need in order to develop the right mindset for a talk. The right mindset, you have to have, number one, you have to have direction. You have to have direction before preparing content for a talk. Whether it's a sermon for a youth group or whether it's a pep talk for your sales team, you need to write down what your intention is for the talk. What, what you're wanting, uh, what you're going to give, you need to give intention to it. And the way I do it, I break it out into two goals. Two goals. What kind of experience do you want your audience to have during the talk? And number two, what call to action do you want them to have at the end of the talk? What experience during, what action afterwards. This will help you to know where you are going and it will also help you to identify what kind of emotion or call to action you want your audience to experience. For me, as an example, I give a talk every Sunday to my church and I typically want them to experience a a lesson, an edifying lesson for their faith that is retained intellectually. Sorry, that's a weird way to say intellectually, but that's what I want them to experience during. At the end, my call to action always, every time for a church service is an opportunity for Christ. Even if it's all the same people there, I give an opportunity for Christ. It's my call to action every Sunday service. For you, it could be that you want them to feel challenged or you want them to feel inspired, equipped, etc., And your call to action at the end is to maybe volunteer or go to a youth camp or maybe meet the sales goals for that day. Unite as a team. Whatever it is that you need to happen from them, make it in this call to action at the end. Now, the second thing, we talked about how the first thing you need is to have direction. The second thing you need is you need to be genuine. Be genuine with gathering thoughts and content for your talk. I mean this in two ways. 
First is being genuine towards your audience. Your audience by seeing how your talk is going to actually serve them, not you. Many times people want the microphone for an aspiration of attention. We want to be able to share a talk because we really want this synthetic fame. And those talks are generally not edifying or they could even be damaging to you or your audience. It, it makes me think about uh, so many times I would uh, I would have people come up to me, especially when I was a youth pastor, and they wanted the microphone. They wanted to be able to share something to youth. And every single time I would say, all right, well, can you start by helping set up chairs maybe? And they maybe would come for three weeks. Three weeks was a long period for them. And it was real, which is only three services. <laughs> but soon afterwards, it was clear when they didn't show up for the kids that their talk was really me centric. It wasn't for the benefit of the youth. It was for the benefit of themselves. And the second thing when it comes to being genuine for your content uh, or genuine is being genuine in your content. A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, they, they, they simply have a thought. They simply use what they've heard someone else say. And then they attempt to pass it on as their own original thought, especially if content creation is not your primary role. I'm, I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything wrong with using other people's content. Like I said, especially if it's not your primary role or your primary job to create content. But you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Like for me, I do a lot of graphics for our church. I do not create all of those graphics from my own original design. I repurpose a lot of templates and graphics that I see from online because that's not my primary role. That's not my purpose of being a, I'm not a graphic designer. It's just something I have to do. And so again, there's nothing wrong when you have to use other people's content, but what I am saying is that it can be damaging to both your reliability and to your audience because when you share something that was from someone else, it isn't usually something burned into your heart. You just heard something and it sounded catchy, it sounded good, like, oh yeah. And you may share it one day because it sounds good and it rhymes maybe. Maybe they use alliteration like, oh yeah, churches are really big about using things that have like this punchline. But later you may grab onto something else that is new and contradicts to what you had once said. It's very easy to come across as indecisive or even confusing because you're only using other people's content that is popular at the time. I remember a moment which I followed a certain pastor online and I saw, uh, I remember seeing this series that they had started for the church and it was literally copy and pasted from a, uh, from a template I had saw online. Like literally the sermon notes, the slides, the everything was copy and pasted and it just gave this this kind of like loss of credibility for this person for me because it wasn't their own content that they were sharing it was something just copied and pasted and i'm not again i'm not saying that we can't reuse content but it so often i would hear i'll hear people like that that are doing that they they use the exact same words that they heard from someone else and they'll often use it out of context like it's not even really the what it meant and sometimes especially in churches those catchy little punchline sayings don't even make sense and we should really strive to 
have a thought for ourselves, to really challenge ourselves by thinking, why do I really believe this? <laughs> if I like this content, why do I really believe it? And then base your own content off of the why you create for yourself rather than just copy and pasting. So now that we understand about having direction, about being genuine, now let me give you three methods on how you can create a talk. Every talk can be compiled within, uh, compiled into an organized format. For me, I, I'm really simple. I generally start with an introduction that describes the main point of the talk, and then I break it up into what I'm going to say into three different parts or three different points. And within those points, I have uh, two to three sub points in which I unpack each of those, and it all flows together, this cohesive thought. And as I'm creating the, 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 the content, there's times where I'll maybe reorganize point one to point three and to where it can flow better. And then I, I end with this transition close that has the call to action. That's really all it takes. It's very simple. An intro, three points with each having two to three sub points and then a closing. It, it's really simple, but you, of course, can deviate from that as you get your own practice and be create as creative as you want. But this is a simple, simply a guide to help you get started and to help you to get organized. Now, when it comes to creating the actual content, it can be it can vary according to what the content is for. Is it a spiritual message that you're trying to give? Is it for uh, like Christians? Is it a youth group, church? Or is it more for like a place of business? Maybe it's more so geared to your volunteer team and your content that you're giving is for that. Today, I'm going to give you these three methods that will help you. And it's, uh, these are, there are plenty more methods that you can use that you can adapt, but I want to give you three that can help you again, just get organized when it comes to creating your own content. Number one is having a Bible story. Uh, a Bible story based message or talk. This is the method of using scripture to either paint a story, you can use scripture to share a lesson or to invoke a challenge. This method is incredibly versatile because you can either use a single verse to unpack a concept or you can use a person to as an example to follow or an example not to follow. Uh, or you could use full passages of content to show depth and reasoning. See, a Bible-based message, this is a very powerful way to connect with people at a spiritual level, but it can also be used almost at every other level, like emotionally, logically, intellectually. It, it is really, really good, um, especially when it's a Christ, uh, a Christian-based or, or faith-based talk that you're wanting to give. Now, I will give my two cents when it comes to Bible-based messages. I do not necessarily like creating an entire talk off of a single verse because I feel like it's very, very shallow. Or uh, let me rephrase that. It can be very shallow to where it, it doesn't give as much depth. You can get so much more from unpacking the full context of the scripture or a whole passage. And I think so often we use these little coffee cup uh, scripture verses in order to make this huge theology, huge doctrine, that isn't even really what the verse is saying. And so I personally think that you could use a verse to uh, solidify or affirm something that you're saying, but if you're gonna try to use 
a whole talk based off of a single verse, I think that maybe you should use a passage or a person's story instead. Now, number two is a principle-based message. This is a method of having a principle or a thought or a belief as your silver lining throughout your talk. And it's like having a single nail, that single belief or principle that you are hammering down and driving in which each one of your points. This is a very effective method when trying to change the way people think, change the way people behave by tapping into their heart. Principles, honestly, they can, they can really flow and tattoo on someone's heart. Simple principles. Now, the third way is an information-based message. This is the method of which you educate people through facts, through statistics and information. And using that information, you develop reasoning and logical changes that can be made. This is a great way to inspire someone at a mental level on, to, to have a need to act, a need to change. For example, if, say, you're going to give a talk about the need to uh, for more people to uh, sign up for foster care, you can share a lot of information statistics that show that there's a great need for people to sign up, that there's a great need for parents. And so it, it's like this idea of using information to provoke the mind and reason to act. Now, again, these are just three ways. There's plenty more, but this is just to help you get started. We talked about a Bible-based message. We talked about being principle-based message or having an information-based message. And we started off by having the right mindset, by having direction. One of the most important things, know where you're going to land this plane, know where you're taking your audience. And we talked about having the, uh, uh, this genuine heart as it being a service to people and having a genuine heart as you're creating the content yourself. Now, here are three takeaways for you to use to help you get started in creating your own content. That is number one, clear your head. Clear your head by writing down your intentions as to why you want people to listen to you in the first place. Why do you want them to listen to you in the first place? Clear your head and write it down. Number two, write down what experience or call to action you want your audience to have from your talk. Write down the experiences, call to actions that you want people to have from your talk. It will help you to have clear and articulate direction. Number three, identify areas where you best receive ideas or inspiration for original content. And then challenge yourself with the question of why do I believe this? So if it's a spiritual message, maybe you're finding content straight from the Bible. It's a great way. And as you're writing down ideas or inspirations, challenge yourself to why do I believe this? Maybe you're getting content from other people, ideas and inspiration from other people. Nothing wrong with that. But rather than just copy and pasting, write down why do I believe this? Why does this inspire me? And use that to create your new content. So with all that being said, I hope that uh, you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was edifying for your, for your life. I hope that it made a difference in your leadership. Uh, all that being said, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, can you leave a rating and review to this show? It, it would really mean a lot to me and it would help this message to make an impact for someone else by seeing that it's a great show. All that being said, I really appreciate you. Until next time, have a good life.